Hi, this is Austin Parsons, pitmaster with Smoky Mountain Q in Nashville, Tennessee, and you are listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Happy to have you aboard here for the really big barbecue show. Boing. We cook because we have to, and we grill because we want to. Hit me! Fine, how you doing? <laughs> you have a great show, I'm a big fan. Boing. So what 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 seems to be the problem here? This man looks like he's dead and he's in the in the crackle. Charbono. It's all about the Charbono, dude. Succulent fish. What? He ate two feet for Shut your face. I'm shaking like a dog shit pee <laughs> We have top men working on it right now. Top men. And just like that, we are in the second hour barbecue central show where we talk about only the most high-level barbecue and grilling-related items that are happening in the industry. We just got done doing that with our pal Wes Wright from cookoutnews.com. So if you're tuning in, wondering what happened in the first hour, you can rest easy. We're not going to do a whole reset here right now, but you can get the podcast, audio, or video. Video automatically archives as soon as the show ends at 11 p.m. Eastern tonight, every Tuesday. The first hour of the show on Audible Podcast will be available very, very early tomorrow morning, Wednesday. Second hour available on Thursdays. And we'll talk about Friday here in just a second. The show originating from... Palm City, USA. Cleveland. Two things to update you on. I'm still recovering from my first cold in 10 years, 11 years. So if you hear a little more nasally than normal, if you hear a little bit more bassy deepness, that's from the cold. Update number two, I still haven't called the colonoscopy office to ask why the hell I don't have my high register. That's my fault. I know I said it last week, but I'm really going to try to remember to call into the office and go, why can't I get to the high notes anymore? Because I used to be able to get there with frequency and regularity. And now I can't even talk a little bit higher than where I'm at right now. This is my new normal and that's not going to be good enough. I got at least another 15 years on this earth. I need to have my full range in order to be the best version of myself and the most entertaining of uh, the most entertaining for people, uh, both you, the audience, and just people that are around me casually in real life. I don't want to be cheating you because I'm trying to be safe. I'm not saying this should show you not to be safe, not at all. I'm just trying to figure out what the hell happened to my high register. We say good evening to those of you watching tonight through Facebook.com slash BBQ Central Show, which I know is on this evening, which is great. We were off last week. But that's all been worked out. Uh, Twitter.com slash BBQ Central Show also has a live feed. And YouTube.com slash add BBQ Central Show also has a live feed. We do have a new YouTube poll question of the week. And we're asking everybody this. If you were on the fence about Smoke Slam, you are now 100% down after the interview last week. And for the first hour, especially in that first 30-minute stretch, we were at 80-20 yeses. We are now almost as close as it gets. 55% of you are now saying yes, and 45% of you are now saying no. Right around that typical vote total. So there's probably not going to be a whole lot more votes here over the next 45 minutes or so, but we will continue to track it and give you results beginning of the show next week. But it is pulling very close to 50-50, much closer than I thought before. So that means there's a lot of folks out there who think that Smoke Slam is not a good thing and that it's not helping, it's only hurting by being on those same dates. And we talked about that top of the first hour anyways. And if you missed that, you can get it on podcast or video replay at your convenience. 
Coming up on the best moments of the Barbecue Central show in 10 minutes or less this coming Friday, episode 322, if you can believe it, taking you back to February 28th of 2012, 12 years ago, very shortly, featuring the master planker himself, Ted Reader. hey <laughs> See, I used to be able to go, hey but I can't do it. Anyway... I call Ted Reader the master planker because, true to the name, he is a master at cooking on wood planks. In fact, I'm not sure there is anything that Ted hasn't tried cooking on wood plank during his time in the live fire industry. Remember, Ted is a classically trained chef. He has held many corporate positions during his time in profession including executive chef at the Sky Dome in Toronto when it first opened. And then for many years after that, he has done a lot of product development for many of the biggest name brands, not only in Canada, but in North America in general. He has taught classes at the collegiate level, or as they say in Canada, at university. So very accomplished on that side of things, but also as accomplished Maybe more so now on the live fire side of things. Things that come to my mind as we talk about what has Ted planked. As I look back on past interviews, I think about things like mashed potatoes and gravy, chili, Twinkies injected with Jack Daniels because that's Ted's favorite drink, or was at least. He's done cookies. He's done breads. He has smoked gum on planks. Gum that you put in your mouth and chew. He's done that on a plank. So if you're looking for some plank inspiration, if you're just new into the live fire industry, you've seen wood planks, thought about giving it a go this weekend, but you're a little unsure. Ted Reader is your most well-known, most trained. Again, the master planker of all planks. This is the guy you want to go to. This is the guy you want to seek out for guidance when it comes to planking. Short of him, always Mike Lang from Another Pine Please. He's a big planker as well. But Ted is the person. So this is a great way to get some inspiration by listening to the segment. And you have a great introduction to Ted Reader if you've never heard about him before, if you're just new to this whole thing. Ted brings a lot of passion to cooking live fire each and every day on one of his I think 100-plus cookers that he's got in the backyard. Maybe it's even more than that. You can, subs- you can subscribe to The Best Moment Show by visiting thebbqcentralshow.com slash subscribe. Don't forget, if you want to hear a guest or segment again that you feel has been lost in the archives, you can email John and let him know what you would like to hear. And John's email is jon at thebbqcentralshow.com. Again, jon at thebbqcentralshow.com. Another quick update. I gave you one last week, and we're doing it until I can't do it anymore. The Raw Chicken Guy on Instagram, still alive, still pumping out raw chicken eating content. Today is day 33, and he has consumed raw chicken breast being disguised as a Chick-fil-A sandwich. So he's obviously in some type of mall today. I don't know if he technically shot it today. I assume he would. you got to keep that kind of thing in real time. But he's in a food court in a mall. He's got the Chick-fil-A paper wrap. He's got a Chick-fil-A drink or at least a Chick-fil-A cup with a drink in it. And then he has a piece of raw chicken breast with a number of pickles. Of course, we know it can't come from Chick-fil-A specifically because Chick-fil-A gives you only two pickles. This one had at least four or five, so you know there's no way in hell that actually came from a real Chick-fil-A because they would never deviate from what the rule and the prime directive is. And there he was, eating it and eating it and eating it and swallowing it. So Day33 finds Raw Chicken Experiment on Instagram. Well over 400,000 followers, which I still am baffled by, and not having a tummy ache. And they're a third of the way through. He's taking it through 100 days to see if he gets a tummy ache. 
within those hundred days. Again, dangerous. Don't do it just because he's doing it. Doesn't mean that you should try it in order to get a hundred thousand more followers on your social media. Carlos from Texas is writing in. Hey, Greg, love the show. Was trying to remember the name of the band you mentioned as the officially unofficial band for the show. I noticed you changed some bumper music and you mentioned who they were. I've heard your conversations with quote or That's all I can remember regards Carlos. Carlos, thank you for writing in. And of course the band, the officially unofficial, the unofficially official. Hmm. Let's call the officially unofficial band of the barbecue central show. Three years. Hollow. Oh yes. Come on. Three Years Hollow, find them on Spotify, find them wherever you stream music. They are assigned band now. I'm not saying that the show had anything to do with it, but can't hurt. This song playing right now, Three Years Hollow. It's a whole song. It's not just this two-minute loop of 30 seconds of the song that I wedged out. It's a whole song. I would sing it for you, but I, I, I got the voice. Grab them in the brisket. A Texas podcast has made it in here this evening. By the way, 20, what is it, John? 2023 barbecue podcast, uh, (laughs) NBBQA's 2023, I'm guessing, maybe it's 2024, uh, best barbecue podcast. Grab them in the brisket. So check them out if you haven't done that. They're number one, baby. Carlos, thank you for writing in. Check out Three Years Hollow. Steve Ray is ready to jump in. Before we get to Steve, we'll talk to you about Franklin Barbecue Pit. What you have here with the Franklin Barbecue Pit is a deeply thought out and refined version of the old propane style cooker that Aaron uses for his Franklin Barbecue restaurant in Austin. Stylistically, it reflects the kind of bare-bones, industrial, handmade aesthetic that he loves, as in the patina and the way the build allows you to see the welds and the craftsmanship. Primarily built with quarter-inch thick American-made steel, it's strong, built to last for 100 years or more, as long as you care for it properly. So go to franklinbbqpits.com, you can buy one, or... You can find a certified dealer near you. Did I mention this? Maybe you own a barbecue supply store or you're thinking about opening one up. And aside from rubs and sauces and accessories and other nonsense, you want to carry the most elite line of cookers you can get your hands on. What's more elite than a Franklin barbecue pit? Nothing. Few are. Sure, you have pits and spits, no doubt elite. But Franklin right up there as well. Offset cooker, not 50 different products to choose from. It's this one. They have some sauces, some rubs, some other accessory revenue streams for you to bring in. But if you're thinking about bringing in the best in your store, do yourself a favor. Go to franklinbbqpits.com, hit the contact button, and then send them off a note. Tell them you would like to be considered to become a certified Franklin Barbecue Pit dealer. Matt will reach out, see if you guys can put a deal together. If you want something that sells itself, get it on the floor, let people walk around it. It might take a time or two in the store. All of a sudden, people are starting to pull triggers, and now they're raving about how much they love their Franklin Pit. FranklinBBQPits.com. Tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you when you send an email or a phone call, whatever you do. And we'll be back with Steve Ray right after this. Stick around. Howard Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey. The Mountain Rushmore of talk show entertainment. Now, let's get back to the Barbecue Central Show. <laughs> this portion of the show being brought to you by Pit Barrel Cooker, the most unbelievable outdoor cooking device on the planet, currently available in three sizes with a host of accessories. Doesn't matter if you're a beginner or a professional cooker you want to add to the arsenal. You visit pitbarrelcooker.com and tell them the Barbecue Central Show sent you. 
and reap the rewards of cooking on upright barrel cookers. My first guest in the second hour was at the 2024 HPB Expo last week in Nashville, Tennessee. He spent last Wednesday walking the show and checking out everything that was on display. And tonight we're going to get his recap, what he liked, what he thought was nonsense, and everything in between. By the way, if you're in Ultawa, Tennessee, you should stop by his barbecue supply store, Owl's Nest Barbecue. And of course, you can fuel up at his historic gas and service station, Steve Ray's Midnight Oil. We are happy to welcome back our pal Steve Ray to the show. Steve, before we get into HPB Expo stuff, let's ask you the YouTube poll question of the week that we're asking everybody and, of course, everybody watching on YouTube. If you were on the fence about Smoke Slam, you are now 100% down after the interview with Melzi Wilson last week, yes or no? Yeah, absolutely. Are you offended like some other folks that there is a upstart competition going head to head with one of the majors in competition barbecue history? Or do you think that's a bunch of poppycock? No, it it's, it, it gets back, Greg. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. So, you know, if they, if they want to, you know, apparently there's some bad feelings between some people in Memphis and Maine. They branched out. And um, I think it's a pretty ballsy move, really. I love the money. I've never seen such money being thrown around in a barbecue contest. I mean, fifty. The last time, time I heard anybody walk away with a fifty grand prize, that was the a the only money that anybody was walking away with. There were maybe five or six teams. It was at the Kingsford Invitational back in twenty fourteen or twenty thirteen or whatever the hell I was out in the middle of nowhere, uh, Illinois. Where the hell was the name? Damn it. I, I, uh, Bell, Illinois, where a Kingsford charcoal plant was up on a hill with cows. And they had. You were on that show, weren't you? Uh, I mean, I don't think I ever weren't made you it on, on show? television, per se. They did have a TV crew around there. I don't know if I made it on the big screen or not. Maybe you saw like a flash in my baseball cap or something like that. But they had like Melissa Cookston and Lucky's Q, Pigskin Barbecue, maybe a handful of other folks. And the winner won 50 grand. But there weren't ancillaries and there weren't additional prize monies. It was winner take all 50 grand. So you have that amount. If you win it, uh, one of the main three meets. But then if you win some of the ancillaries, you can win, you know, seven grand or five grand. I mean, this is a, a big money payout. Yeah, WF, uh, WFC is involved in it. Yeah. It's a quarter of a million total uh, prize package. It's, um, you know, and I heard you talking about they they signed a uh, 10 year. Yeah agreement with the venue that's 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 pretty strong 10 years that's a long time man 10 years you ever been to the hpb expo in the past steve no i never have it was never really that close to us mm. you know it's hard to travel and um you know nashville is just an hour and oh i think about an hour and 40 minutes from here and uh, it, it just happened at a great time and a, and a great location and we uh we booked our uh, seats early and uh, we were really excited about going. How well attended? Uh, now, again, this is your first time in, but you know what a lot of people look like and what a lot of people don't look like regardless. And, and being able to put that into context of how big the facility is also. How well attended do you think the event was on the Wednesday you were there? It, you could get around easy. Uh, the, the hall was not filled by any stretch of the imagination, there's plenty of room left if you wanted to rent a space. Um, not not terribly crowded. You didn't have to wait in line for lunch. Didn't have to wait in line for drinks. You just walked right up and got them. Um, uh, you know, it was very casual, very nice, uh, a nice time to attend. Uh, the day we were there, they were closing early at 5 to uh, have some sort of an award ceremony. But uh, other than that, uh, you know, I don't know how Tuesday was. I don't know how – I, I imagine Thursday, but you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I think was, I thought it was kind of a, a strange, you know, in the middle of the week, I, I would think that those things would be on, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but you know, what do I know? You know, they, they know more than I do. Last year when I went to Louisville, aside from it being freezing cold, there was a shocking number of billiards, darts, and other indoor recreation companies displaying their stuff same this year. Uh, darts. 
darts. There were there weren't any billiards, but it, there were two. There were two big dart um, dart vendors there. Is that, so that, that was about the only. Is thing. that weird? I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I don't play darts, but I'm in the minority. I don't. You know, people, a lot of people throw darts at out at their house. Um, you know, I didn't see any of the. Um, what's the little things you pitch at the the, the uh, plywood things? Uh, what's what, what's that called? Um, like that disc you know, ball type of shuffleboard? No, not you know you you a bean bag. You throw a bean bag oh, in a hole. Uh, cornhole. What's that called? Yeah, cornhole. There wasn't any uh, cornhole vendors there. I thought there would there were some cornhole boards there, but I thought there would be a, a company selling uh, mm. cornhole boards because that's so popular. But th- but there wasn't. So you, you took you some know, photos. Darts was about it. That's right. Uh, you took some photos for us to take a look at. So. Yeah. Again, if you're getting this on audio for the first time and as you're hearing us talk about them and your interest is peaked, make sure you go over to YouTube or Facebook or Twitter where you can get the video replay and then you can watch along as we're talking here. Uh, so I'm going to just pull up the pictures here. We'll start with our pals over at Green Mountain Grills. So if you want to just walk us through... Yeah. And, you know, tell us uh, what we're looking at uh, and then any thoughts that you had specifically you care to comment. Go ahead and take it away. Well, obviously, that's the, the, the Green Mountain Grill setup. That's a um, that's a peak on the left and a, um, a ledge on the right. The trek is on the right, but you can't see it. They also had a, uh, a rip on the left side. You can't see it yet. We'll have some pictures of it. Um, not a real not a big, impressive booth, but. Um, uh, you know, good enough to see what they what they had to offer. Uh, see all of the uh, different uh, uh, the new features of the grills. Um, I thought it, I thought it was you know plenty to to look at, not overwhelming by any stretch of the imagination. I th- it seemed to fit the uh, uh, the the product lineup, and um, yeah, I enjoyed it. You have experience with Green Mountain Grills. You've been a GMG dealer for a while now. So when you look at yeah. this new model of GMG compared to what you've been carrying in the store, otherwise, what do you like about it? Oh, it, it looks a lot better. It's it's got that blacked out um, that blacked out thing going on. Uh, they've got the um, the the inside is very unique. Gray, I don't know if you you had one. Uh, the deflector is very. It's a lot smaller. Uh, which which will make it have a better smoke flavor. It'll make it heat up faster. The drip pan is is a little more narrow, so the smoke can come out a little bit better. Uh, the little things like that, I think that'll make the uh, taste of the food better. Uh, it's got a rack system that's going to go on the back, which is pretty neat. Uh, and other than that, it's it's um, you know the, the hoppers still hold. Uh, they 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 increased it to twenty pounds instead of eighteen, which I thought was a good yeah. uh, a good thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm, you know, I know I sell them. I've been doing it for four years. I sell them, but I mean, I was a fan then and I'm a, I'm a bigger fan now. I'm really excited about, about getting them. And that, uh, and I tell you that ripped Teak thing's coming out next week. I don't know if it's pronounced ripped tea or ripped, whatever, R-I-P-T. Ripped. Um, that ripped, that is, that is, that's it right. Uh, that's it right there. Um, that's, um, he's, uh, Jason Baker, who was there said that, um, they they still got to do some tweaks to it, but um, if you go back, there's those two. Um, if you can go back, you see those two bars there that go across. You can hang things from there. I'm a big fan of hanging food, and uh, you can hang like sausages, or you can dangle a oh, you could dangle a, a pork tenderloin off there or a pork loin. That's the rack system that's in the back. Um, it's going to have different configurations. That's a rib rack right there. Uh, there's warming rack on there. Um, it's not very expensive either. Uh, they still they still have the light in the window, and and everybody laughs. Uh, yeah, it's a better that's a better shot. The um, and there's there's a primo. Uh, they were there and they were there in huge uh, representation. They had a big booth set up. Did you know that Primo was part of Empire Comfort System, which is a like they do the home home heating logs. Uh, Empire Comfort. Did you know that? Mm-mm. No. So that's you, you why guys, the booth was so are, big. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I can see that. Yeah, you know, those booths were, uh, they were expensive, man. They're, they're the, uh, there's, there's one guy I talked to. They, we've got a picture of it. Um, it's a little gun that's got the, uh, 
it lights the fire. Then it's got a little uh, fan that comes on. He was in a little 10 by 12 booth. He said his was $3,600 wow. for the show. So it's the real estate there was pretty pricey. All right. So we'll uh, run through the primos here. I think this was. Yeah. Uh, yeah so you yeah, got that's a video. Video of the rotisserie basket going around on the rotisserie accessory. So it's got a little bit of an insert that sits on the, the inside of the clip there. And now we're walking over. So there's the griddle insert that you can see there the middle pulls out of that griddle insert steve so you have access to the flame then or you could put in a like a grill grate or what did you see uh, that I, I didn't no i didn't i didn't take that close look at them uh i tell you what they were it's a good looking it's a good looking smoker and it's um they were uh they were very busy in that booth people mm -hmm. were really interested in primos is that a brand you would think about carrying in the store or ceramic cooker is a little out of out of range for your clientele uh no they're 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 in range it's um it's a matter of space with me mm. um you know we've got we've got green mountain grill we've got we've picked up pit barrel again which we're real excited about uh i've got aaron franklin's uh pit coming in and um got um we're looking at another one down in uh texas um that would probably be i'll have to i'll have to utilize my space outside in the back that i've got undercover to start uh putting some stuff under there but um i, I don't know that much about uh the ceramic cookers or the the kamado type i'm just not that familiar with i never i never used one i had an egg i had an egg for about a year um i never could i never could figure out what the uh what the attraction was. I think it's, I think it was a little hard to use, but I've never used Primo. So they may be different. All right. So let's get back to some of the other <laughs> stuff that you saw at HPB. Here's uh, Napoleon. Yeah. Napoleon was, was good. They had a big, a big, uh, setup. Um, that's that company. Um, Palm sales is now my distributor for green mountain grill. So mm -hmm. I've got access to Napoleon products. That's their kettle. And their kettle and a um, table. Uh, I took that picture because they're they're pretty cheap uh, retail. About two ninety nine on the kettle and that little table mm. combo is only three ninety nine. I thought that was a good price point. If um, uh, you know, for that for that price conscious consumer, um, the 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 salesperson said the only drawback is they're a little bit uh, testy to uh, assemble. Uh, um, I could see that. That's bad news but, for me. Um, <laughs> bad, but that's bad news for everybody. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a neat thing. That's my backyard banger. Uh, these guys are out of California. Uh, that that little that little jewel retails at four nine forty nine ninety nine. Wow, it's uh, portable. It's portable. That's what makes it so unique. You hook the garden hose up to it. Um, you know, you can take it in the garage, out of the garage. If you're a renter, if you're like renting a house and you want to have an entertainment center. You don't want it built in. That would be uh, the perfect, um, the perfect uh, thing for it. That little uh, PowerPoint there, uh, it goes up and goes down with just a push of a button. That was kind of cool. Uh, that was it. Was, that was a nice. Um, that was one of the I thought one of the highlights of the show as far as things I'm interested in. Um, would you spend forty five hundred bucks on it, Steve? Oh, it's forty nine ninety nine. Would you spend five thousand dollars on it, Steve? <laughs> You know, that's the thing, Greg. But, you know, gosh, everything there is expensive. I mean, everything in my store is expensive. Everything in everybody else's store is expensive. It's a, you know, there's a there's a word for that. I was listening to a financial guy the other day on the local sports uh, channel here in Chattanooga. And he called it funflation. <laughs> and that, it, was, it was very unique, very unique conversation. He said everything that we do as hobbies and fun has, has um, increased – more than the inflation for groceries, gasoline, cars, our our inflation for the fun things called funflation is is leading the um, leading the inflation index. And I believe that. Yeah. All right. So here's that's our pallets um, of Blackstone. Yeah, yeah. That's our that's our pallet Blackstone. That's a. It's nice. I mean, it's nice. It's uh, twenty four ninety nine retail. Wow. It's full of chrome, full of tables that come out, and um, you, you know those the Blackstone is they had a huge, they had a huge um, 
uh, area, and they were they were really busy. They were really talking it up. Um, you know, they're the they're the they're the number one in the game on the, on the griddle game. What's the, what's in the and middle? I've got there. an interest in. It's, it's, I think it's an air fryer. <laughs> you know, you, they 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 incorporate air fryers in all their a lot of their uh, stuff. I, I Blackstone saw. has not one but two air fryers, and then next to the yep. two air fryers, there's a warming drawer where they could have potentially put a third air fryer. I mean, they really love putting air fryers in their stuff. That may be a warming drawer. Then I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, I mean, now that you um, mention it, it does look like an air fryer. It's got the basket. Looks like there's a drawer, yeah. uh, a door that you would close shut. So, uh, very well could be an air fryer. People love air frying, I guess. They they were nice. They had some real good um, spokesmen there. Two two gals were there and a guy, and uh, you know they they knew their, they had their product knowledge down. They were very uh, very professional group. Enjoy. I enjoyed the visit there. Really did, and that's their. Everybody's got a pizza. Greg, I tell you, that's that's the one thing that dominated that show were pizza ovens. Man, they were everywhere. Everybody's got a pizza oven. I mean, big ones, little ones. They had the twelve thousand dollar ones there. They had the you know two ninety nine ones there. There's those expensive um, buns. They had the um, what's it called the Alpha. Is that it? Was that Alpha or what's the real expensive one that starts with an A? They were there. Yep. And man, they had they had them everywhere. Yeah, everybody's I mean, got a pizza. These ones we're looking at looks like the MSRP is towards three thousand dollars on that yeah. black one. So and on a mm-hmm. card. So these are you know pretty expensive pizza ovens. Certainly not twenty grand like you would have if you got them shipped in from Italy, but uh, higher end stuff, no doubt. That was kind of a neat little uh, grill. That's a Kamado encased in a um, a square looking thing. <laughs> Um, those were, um, yeah. there, you can see the dome. Yeah. They have one that's, um, that's non, uh, a smart one and a non-smart one. And that one, that one right there is the non-smart. It's 19, you know, it's, uh, 14 mm. And the one next to it is the one that's got electric start. It's got, um, it's got all of the, uh, temperature controls built in. Uh, it's $2,000. I think that, I think they're from, um. I want to say Australia, I believe. And if I'm looking at this one, is this like an 18 inch, 18 and a half inch grill? Yeah, grade? that's about right. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's not not a lot of diameter there. Um, that's the only that's the only uh, drum I saw. I was I was surprised that there weren't more drums there. As popular as drum cooking is right now, <laughs> um, that one had a retail. That was kind of weird. That, they had a retail on that of I think it was. I want to say sixteen hundred dollars. Really? But then they had, yeah. But then they, it's it's on the if you can get it close up on that. It's got it written on that piece of paper. If I remember it correctly, let's see if we can. Six hundred dollars. Yeah, at the that's at the show. Yeah, uh, the $1, regular hundred dollars otherwise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you could buy it at the show for six hundred bucks. Wow. So I, I I thought that was kind of weird, <laughs> but it's um. You know they they really make these drums now. They look they look right, like they're from Mars. Uh, you know we we talked about it before I went up there. You know we were we were both kind of interested in grill cleaning products, and there wasn't that there wasn't anything I saw that was out of the ordinary. Uh, those are the wood scrapers. You know everybody's everybody's tried that. Uh, they were there. Um, that was that that guy was there. Um, let's see what was the name of his company. He was a nice guy. He was a very, it was a uh, Q super Paul. His name was Paul Sierra. Um, proud grill company is what that was called. Mm. All right. He had all kinds of cleaners there. Um, very affordable. I'm going to, I'm going to pick up the line of the little handheld ones. They, uh, I don't, I don't have a good grill cleaner at the, at the store. And um, of course there's chef's temp there. There we sell those. Um, that's a good, that's a good product. Very competitive. Yeah. Um, yep. works very good. That's the Boyer brush. They weren't there. They weren't there exhibiting, but they were there walking around. I don't know what you call that. Um, there's a name for it. I forget what they call it. Yeah, but, uh, it's called you know, supposed to do bitch it. move. I think is what it's called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they were they they were doing that. Yeah, and um, they came by the store right before that, and um, I bought some of those. That's a kind of a heavy duty. Uh, wow brush as you can see there um 
um, I'm anxious to get it. It's a little pricey, it's $79. Yeah, but it looks like it but could it last like, forever. Yeah, and I really do think it's going to it's gonna really, uh, I think it'll sell pretty good. <laughs> there was the, uh, that's the brisket, uh, uh, brisket pellet grill, and it's got AI. Um, we put in uh, Texas brisket, and it popped out a, a recipe for us. And uh, there, that's, that guy's right name is Jason right there, and he said that it was um, it was all it wasn't in there that it was really you know AI technology. Mm-hmm. So everything everything is so techno not technology driven there. It's just amazing. Everything's got a temperature control. Everything is you know set it and forget it. Very um, I, you know I guess the uh, Napoleon kettles were the only thing that were just normal. Uh, maybe the drum. You know, something you had to manage a fire a little bit. Everything else was, you know, set it, forget it. That's what they were, that's what they were selling. Were there any companies that didn't show up that you thought would be there? Uh, yeah. Uh, Weber wasn't there. Uh, Traeger wasn't there. Um, there was one more I was looking for. Like I said, I thought maybe a drum company would be there. Um, but Traeger not being there I thought was real Real odd because everybody and their brother was there. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. You know, they may have thought they didn't need to to show their stuff. You know, who knows? Uh, you know, it's, it's an expensive commitment. They may be, you know, at, at, at the hardware or the hardware show next week in Vegas or whatever it is. They might be. I'm sure they'll be there. If HPB was close to you next year, is it something you would go multiple days? Assuming you could free up at home, would you go a couple days? Yeah, yeah. That's what I wish we could have done this year was, you know, go there, spend the night, then go back maybe, you know, three quarters of a day and then come home. I would have liked to have made. I would have liked to have talked with the the representatives longer to get a little more. Like the, the Broil King you were talking about, they had a huge, a huge setup there. But um, we didn't even we didn't even get to, to get to go to it because we got tied up at um, – old country barbecue pits and we got tied up at the halo uh exhibit and the halo exhibit was very interesting mm-hmm. a very interesting group of uh, products there i thought i mean they, they were a good group of people and um it's a legitimate um you know it's a legitimate company i think we're talking with steve ray he cool. owns owl's nest barbecue out there in Ottawa, tennessee owl's nest bbq.com is the website giving us the recap of the hpb expo that he visited last week steve appreciate the insight the pictures and uh, we wish you good luck with any new lines you're picking up and we'll talk to you again soon all right Jeff, uh, greg we'll keep you posted man thanks all right you appreciate got- he just called me jeff we have Seth Sawyer ready to go. We'll get them here in just one second. Before we do that, we'll talk to you about Big Papa Smokers. Listen up, gang. Our friends at Big Papa Smokers have something special just for you, listeners of the show. Whether you're seasoned pitmaster or a grilling noob, Big Papa Smokers is your one-stop shop for all things barbecue from their championship rubs, mouth-watering sauces, essential accessories. They've got what you need to make take your food to the next level doesn't matter if you're a competition cook or if you are a backyard cook just like me here's the cherry on top big papa smokers is offering listeners of the barbecue central show an exclusive deal use promo code rempy at checkout that's r-e-m-p-e and you can get ten dollars off your next fifty dollar purchase of rubs sauces or accessories imagine the possibilities Evaluating your ribs with Big Papa's Sweet Money or Sweet Money Hot. Add Big Papa's Desert Gold to your chicken or better yet, pick up Double Secret and put it on your steak. Head on over to BigPapaSmokers.com and start shopping today. And don't forget to use promo code REMPE, R-E-M-P-E, at checkout to claim your $10 off your next order of $50 or more. Also, don't forget to check out Big Papa's full line of recipes at cookingwithbigpapa.com. And, of course, follow them on social media platforms for amazing recipes and tips. Current Backyard is next. Stick around. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show.
Whole packers, full racks, legs and thighs, injecting butts. If you've never heard this before, you might think you found the best triple X show ever. Let's get back to the most homoerotic host out there today, Craig Rimpy. We thank Steve Ray for joining us last segment. Owlsnestbbq.com is the website. This portion of the show being brought to you by JRE Tobacco. Makers of premium hand-rolled cigars. Trying out different blends from the Aroa family demonstrates their expertise in mastering hard-to-grow tobacco varieties and then blending them into a smoking experience that's second to none. I have samples if you want. I have Corojo Reservas in Figurado. I also have Aladino Classics in the Corona. The 4x40s is what they are. Uh, JREtobacco.com to find a retailer near you. Helping me close the show this evening, the product manager for a brand that was showing off their new grill at the 2024 CES in Las Vegas a handful of weeks ago. Gained a lot of attention. Some awards as well. And if you are in a spot where traditional live fire grills aren't allowed or you're looking to get out of the traditional options and go electric, this is the segment for you. Let's head to the hotline and welcome back our pal, Seth Sawyer, to the show. Seth, appreciate you joining me here this evening. Before we get going on current, let me ask you the YouTube poll question of the week that we're asking everybody. If you were on the fence about Smoke Slam, you are now 100% down after last week's interview, yes or no? Oh, absolutely. Yes. 100%. All right. Do you love controversy or do you just love competition? Competition. Yes. All right. Uh, what's the <laughs> what's the background, Seth, of, of current backyard? What's the vision? Yeah. So, I mean, the vision is really just to create a brand that that embraces electric. Uh, it does everything a little bit different, but it really gives people an option um, that can't have those other fuel types, uh, an option to do real outdoor cooking. Um, and plug it into just a standard, you know, outdoor outlet. The, you know, the company is backed by WC Bradley, um, which is a, a family-owned company that has Charbroil and, and Pit Boss, Louisiana Grills, um, you know, Saber, Oklahoma Joe's, a lot of brands that have been doing it for a long time. Charbroil goes back 75 plus years. And so um, Current is, is really a, almost like an internal startup. It's a, it's a completely separate team. Um, but the benefit is we have kind of the resources and the history and the knowledge of that company behind us. And so we have a little bit more advantages than the average, you know, startup might have. Was there ever talk amongst the WC Bradley folks and then all the brands that are already in house to put it under an existing brand instead of developing something brand new? Yeah. You know, um, this is something that's been in the works for a long time. And that was one of the biggest talking points early on. And the more we looked at it, the more we kind of felt like, you know, Charbroil is really good at some specific things. Oklahoma Joe's, Sabre, a lot of our other brands are good at specific things. And this really needs to be something different. We don't want to necessarily have to stay within the confines of, you know, what the Charbroil brand means or what the others, uh, you know, stand for. And so, we we thought it was best um and that we could ultimately give consumers the best experience if we did you know a new brand that could really could create everything from scratch why take this grill to the consumer electronics show and unveil something versus a more traditional in the live fire space like an hpb or a national hardware show you know, I think I think really it's it's twofold. Uh, first and foremost, this is a a smart grill. It's digitally controlled. Um, it does have an app that's got guided interactive cooks. Um, it really helps. You know, people. If you're a novice, we'll give you step by step instructions on how to get something perfect the very first time you ever turn the grill on. And so we really wanted to highlight that, and we felt like CES was an appropriate place for that. But the other thing is, you know, this grill really. Um, is opening up the the possibilities of outdoor cooking to a whole new demographic and a whole new segment of people that today aren't able to to cook. You know, people that are either in areas where they they can't have gas or they can't have charcoal or for a variety of reasons don't want to have those things, but also people that are just 
you know, more tech oriented early adopters and they've never paid much attention to the category, but when the right product comes along, um, you know, it makes sense for them. And we felt like we would, we would find those types of not only consumers, but also, um, media and stuff there, uh, at CES. And that, that really played out. I mean, we had a, a ton of traffic, um, all four days of the show and the majority of it was just people who were coming by and they're like, I, I would love to have one of these just as a you know consumer, no business ties or anything like that. Just I would love. We gave out a ton of uh, you know samples of, of spices and and some early access promo codes and stuff, and those people have really followed through on those. Do you think that this is a show that we'll see more and more grill companies attend over the next few years? I do, I do. I think that uh, no surprise, and you've talked about it on your show, but more and more tech is going into grills. Grills are becoming a little bit more of software driven. Not not all grills, of course, but uh, the grills that have control as an element of them are becoming more and more software driven. AI is going to be a thing that's not going away anytime soon. And so I think people understand the natural ties to smart home and, and connecting with some of those things and making things easier for people. And it's a way to reach some new some new outlets and some new customers as well. So you briefly mentioned Charbroil. Uh, last time you were on the show, we were talking on the Charbroil side about the Edge. So for the folks that are familiar with the Edge, they've also seen the current product that was unveiled at CES. Where does current separate itself from the existing Edge? Yeah, it's really all about the technology. So from a spec standpoint, uh, current's a little bit bigger. It's got uh, a 60 more inches of cooking space primary and it has warming rack as well. Um, so overall, it's about 130 inches, 140 inches bigger uh, of cooking space. But really where it comes into play is current's dual zone. It's not just a single zone, so you can do indirect cooking. That was some feedback, you know, that that we had heard um, with Edge. But uh, the app is really what what separates it. the The current grill is fully connected. Um, you can do everything on the control panel. You can set timers and all of your temperatures and everything. But um, if you go into the app, we've got a library of of guided cooks and you know tips and tricks and what we call interactive recipes and with those interactive recipes you could go to something you've never done before and where a traditional thing might say you know set your grill to medium um, this will say set grill to 430 and it's a button you press it it sends the command we'll tell you when to flip food mm. you know when to remove it how long to rest it um, and so we're just making it a little more approachable not everybody needs that much coaching but for the people that do you know we want to make it more approachable and and shorten their learning curve so you are putting a certain amount of onus on the operator where if they're putting in a burger recipe, a, an interactive burger recipe, you're telling them you need burgers to be X size in order to get that recipe right. So there are some things that the cook has to do properly in order to make sure that that interactive recipe is being executed as best as possible. That's correct. So we do have, you know, all of the recipes are, uh, you know, the variables at play are grill temperature, internal meat temp and time. Um, but we do within the guides, we say, you know, here's a, here's a recipe for a New York strip that's, you know, a half inch thick versus two inches thick. Here's the differences in how you may want to cook those. And so we do give instructions on um, cut and, and preparation as well as how you will cook them. So we have dual zones. You can get up to 700 degrees. That's where it's uh, listed at. That's a, a real achievable yep. temperature. Yeah, 700 degrees. Um, it, it, you know, uh, the anodized aluminum grates do a really good job of providing um, fast heating, but also um, really even cooking temperatures. But 700 degrees um, is not a problem. That's not like a you only reach that in lab settings. Um, it'll get there in the real world and in cold, you know, in cold environments. And, um, you know, a lot of people have asked, well, what, what do you cook at 700 degrees? Um, and the answer is, well, you can sear the heck out of a steak for sure. And yep. we've got some guides for how to do that. But the 700 degrees really is more about giving people confidence that if you want to cook it, let's say 500 and it happens to be 30 degrees outside, you can easily achieve that temperature and you can hold it there too. A lot of the other electrics, you know, max at 500, 550, but as soon as you open the lid, the heat's gone and now you're 300 something degrees and you just can't get the result that you're looking for. And so 
um, the fact that it can hit 700 while you can use that for, for searing and things like that, it's, it's really more of a, you know, a reassuring thing to customers that you can hold the, the cooking temps that you want to use most commonly. As this thing is starting to ramp up to set temperature, is there a certain amount of time you need to let it get to at that set temperature and then let it even out per se, or it doesn't matter once you're there, go ahead and drop your meat on away you go. It kind of just depends on on what you're cooking. Um, it's it's a lot like a gas grill, you know. Uh, in terms of heat up time, in in about ten minutes, you're at your cooking temperatures. You're 400, 450 degrees. Um, the the ramp up curve kind of goes like this, and then once you get above, let's say five fifty, six hundred, it's a slower climb to get to the max temp. Just again, just like a gas grill, it can take forty minutes for a gas grill to totally normalize. But over time, as that temperature algorithm starts kind of, you know, going up and down, it does get more even. And so if you're looking for, like, let's say on the griddle, because there is a griddle available as well, you're going to lay down a a whole batch of pancakes and you want the browning to be even on all of them. It would be best to bring it up to the temp you want and then let it sit there for 10 minutes or so and kind of normalize, um, you know, over time. And so the grill works the same way, but depending on what you're cooking, that may or may not be important. You know, if you're just throwing down a couple of hamburgers, that level of precision, um, you know, maybe, maybe overkill. How are you powering it? It's, it's standard. It's 110 volt, um, 1750 Watts. And so that's the most common question we get. Um, it doesn't require anything special at all. It plugs into a standard outdoor household outlet, um, 110 volt. The only thing we say is don't plug another appliance into the same circuit. Um, but other than that, there's no, there's no special requirements. It comes with a 12 foot cord. And so, you know, depending on the size of your patio, for most people, you're not going to need an extension cord. Um, but there's no, no special requirements at all. It'll work with whatever you've got. Other manufacturers, especially last year when I was pitching that electric, full-size electric grills were going to be a thing next year. And we can debate whether or not that really happened or not. They wanted 220 or said, we buy yeah. into the concept, but we think 220 is the better way to go. If you had a 220 grill, would the performance be that much better because it's just more horsepower? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, you know, it's it's not a perfect correlation to say 220 versus 110 is like more BTUs because BTUs is a misunderstood yeah. metric, you know, yeah. more is not always hotter, faster, but, right. um, but absolutely. Like if we, if we had a 220 volt version of current, um, we could, we could easily hit higher temperatures. I don't know that we would want to, uh, but we could easily go well above 700, probably more like a thousand wow. and we could hit temps, you know, our heat up time of 10 minutes probably becomes six, six and a half, um, recovery times get faster. It just, it gives you so much more juice. I mean, over in Europe, um, electric grills are a little bit more they're they're really small full-size electrics are really small in the u.s in europe they're a little bit bigger chunk of the market because they have access to you know 220 and and 240 power over there from a recovery standpoint though this is pretty in line with a charcoal grill or gas grill lift the top flip burgers flip steaks and it's going to recover pretty quick it is if you if you're using it you know we've done some side-by-side tests the same exact response, the same exact results and experience of using um, a gas grill, it, it, it does that. I mean, all grills, when you lift the lid, you're going to lose some temperature. And then when you shut it, you'll start to gain that back. Um, but it, it performs just like a gas grill. I mean, you're not going to, you know, it's not going to be a noticeable thing where the, um, like a lot of other electrics on the market where the, you know, first side gets a great sear mark and the second side's kind of, kind of gray, um, and not, not, not really, uh, working too well, but this one, um, you know, we've done even blind taste tests and it just, you can't tell the difference. Price tag. Yeah. So it, it kind of depends on which configuration you buy. Um, it starts at seven ninety nine. So we have a griddle and a grill. They're two separate SKUs. There's multiple colors available as well, but uh, griddle starts at seven ninety nine. The grill starts at eight ninety nine. And then because we don't have the propane tank to store, we have, um, a system of accessories that the customer can choose to outfit their grill with that fit underneath in that space. There's a, there's a storage locker. There's some slide out bins. You can have an open cart or a cabinet. And so 799 and 899 are the, the two entry prices. And then you can add another 
hundred or two, depending on if you want to kind of fully outfit it or go with the more, um, you know, basic model. You had mentioned before that there were coupons out for pre-order or early access ordering. When are you looking to get it to market? Yeah, so it's actually, it's live right now. Um, we launched with inventory on our website uh, about two weeks ago. And so um, we had a code for the people that that met us at um, CES. We actually today, um, there's another code running. Uh, there's a President's Day sale going on this week. And so if you look at currentbackyard.com right now, there's, I think it's $200 off. Um, and that will run, uh, for at least another couple of days. And so, um, yeah, we're about two weeks in, it's been exciting to watch kind of the, the orders and the, the sales and everything come in and we're ready for the, you know, the real grilling season kind of to get going. I know it's still, still cold, not, not so much in Georgia, but in a lot of the rest of the country, it's not quite, not quite grilling season yet. Inventory standpoint, why is you building to grilling season or you're going to have enough to get you through if this thing becomes a gangbuster hit? Yeah, we, I mean, you know, with electronics, especially with the way the last couple of years have gone, um, supply can be a challenge, especially when you have radios and, and, uh, Wi-Fi boards and digital control, but we've built, you know, we have an aggressive business case and we've built a pretty stout monthly, uh, forecast and we've ordered to that. And so, um, I, I, you know, hopefully we're so successful that we run out of stock anyway, um, but we're we're in a pretty good spot right now to support a um, a successful launch. We're talking with Seth Sawyer, the product manager over at Current Backyard, currentbackyard.com, the website. And as he said, there's a sale going on right now, at least for the next couple of days over President's, uh, President's Day. So if you're interested, if you are handcuffed by traditional live fire restrictions or you just want to go electric, this is certainly something you should be checking out, especially if you want a full-size experience. Let's appreciate the time and continued success. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. You got it. Seth Sawyer right there. So if you are interested... This is it, right? You want something that you can get a real grill experience. I don't want to say it's not a real grill, but a traditional live fire grill experience, but without the traditional live fire fuels. Current might be the one for you. Two burners now. So you can set up indirect cooking if you would like. And it sounds like you get it fully outfitted. You're still, you know, 1100 bucks or less. So considering the technology, connectivity, I think that's pretty much in line from a price perspective. Could certainly be more. And they're rolling out in a special way. So we will track the success of current over the next handful of months, especially as we get into grilling season. I will try and give you an update to the poll when we come back. So stick around. Be right back. Let's get back to a guy who has more experience giving you his opinion than he actually has cooking. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rampey. All right, welcome back. And we thank Seth Sawyer for joining us. CurrentBackyard.com is the website. If you're interested in checking out either the current griddle or the current grill, and again, uh, $799, $899, griddle and grill. And then you can outfit it with a cabinet, some other stuff as well. Pushing you over that $1,000 mark, at least for the grill. And 200 bucks off right now at kernbackyard.com. Let's go ahead and get out of here all the way back in the first hour. We talked with who? That's right, Dirk Mullins and uh, Jody. These two right here. Oh, no, that's Steve. Sorry. Dirk Mullins and Jody Harris right there. And then, uh, ribcookoffassociation.com. And then we talked with this guy, westrightcookoutnews.com. Latest business dealings and new products. Second hour, Steve Ray, our pal over at Owl's Nest Barbecue, owlsnestbbq.com. And closing it out with Seth Sawyer at currentbackyard.com talking about the current grill. 
a big show planned for you next year. Just next year. Big show planned for you next week. How do I always leave you? September 11, 2001. I will never forget until next Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. This is your program house, the proud U.S. program host, the proud U.S. American. Greg Rempe, good night now. This is Chris Payne from Euclid, Ohio, and you are listening to Barbecue Central.